is my pleasure to welcome to Outside the Box, Carrie Hannon. Hi, Carrie. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, I heard you've got a new book and we're going to touch on that. But if you could just tell the viewers a little bit about you to give them a little backstory. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I am, uh, I specialize in writing and speaking about career transitions. I'm sort of a strategist for careers and talk about personal finance and retirement. Um, and in, you know, I've kind of come along, I cut my teeth in journalism initially mm -hmm. and kind of made a shift to becoming an expert in the career field and do a lot of uh, work and research in this area. And so have a series of books on loving your job and finding work after 50 and, and all of these kinds of things. My book from last year, 2019, was a Never Too Old to Get Rich about midlife entrepreneurship, which I'm still, you know, it's still a hot topic in the, yes. in the times we're in now, even more so worth mulling. And, and now the one we're going to talk about now, which, which is Great Pajama Jobs. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the reason I wanted to have you on is because Outside the Box features experts like yourself talking about how to find work remotely, or perhaps you want to shift gears and start a new venture. And some of your other books, you know, as well as this current book, really touch on that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really taking control of your working life, you know, because work is not a four letter word. Work is something that's part of who we are, our identity, how we make a difference in the world, how we, you know, our network, our friends, our social fabric. And so work is something that's integral to all of us. And so I just, I just love exploring all the different variations of how we can make the work we do uh, meaningful. Right. And you've had some incredible conversations with people talking about second acts switching gears. Can you talk about that a little? Exactly. I, that is one of my favorite things. You know, uh, one of my books I did a number of years ago was called What's Next. And I uh, spent three and a half years traveling around the country, meeting people who had done something for maybe 20 or even 30 years and made a radical shift to do something completely different. Usually um, they were spurred by a health crisis or uh, a global uh, crisis similar to something that we're having today, although we've never had anything like this pandemic, mm -hmm. but 9-11 was something that, that shifted people's thinking or they lost a job. Um, uh, all kinds of things that kind of rattled their world and made them pause and say, is this what it's all about? Is yeah. this what I should be doing? So, so it got me fascinated by this idea of how we can make a change and how early in our life, we're fairly programmed to move up in our work lives in a fairly linear way. We get promoted. We do what's expected of us. We gain skills and talents. But at some point, it's shifting back and it's taking, hey, this is something that I was always passionate about and I had to set aside. Or this is something that I'm curious about and I want to learn more about it. So it's a matter of these, these taking, um, taking our lives into our own hands. And, and I so appreciate that question because I think that's, it gives people the freedom to make those changes. And so I've really focused on, okay, great. Now, how do you do it? Yes, because it's scary, especially right now. Someone might have this option of, you know what, um, I, I lost my job or I don't want to go back in the office. I want to re work remotely and that's not an option. So maybe it's time to pivot right now. Yeah. You know, I think today is a very interesting time for people to kind of sit with themselves, do that inner MRI about mm -hmm. What is this? You know, when they talk to workers, Gallup recently did a, did a poll uh, uh, talking to people who are working from home and a huge percentage of them don't ever want to go back to the workplace. 
uh, and it is for health reasons to a certain degree, yes. but some of it is they frankly learned how to make it work for them. They, they found that this is a joy having this kind of um, work-life balance. It's working out. And sometimes it's for people. Uh, it used to be really tra traditionally, I always thought of you know, trying to phase into retirement or a part-time retirement job or something that was well suited to a home office or starting your own business. How beautiful because you could uh, start up a business without bricks and mortar. And, but in today's world, we're all getting used to against our, you know, we didn't plan this, but we're used to working from home. So maybe you use this time to say, okay, so how can I make this a more permanent part? If my employer does want me to come back, how can I make the case that I should stay working from home at even a good part of the time. And frankly, employers are going to be much more open to this idea moving forward. I think so. They found out that it works, um, but it's all ages are, are finding this to be, and, and this was happening before. Uh, but again, one other point I want to make to that question is so many people have been laid off, right? So Over 20 million. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just staggering. Astonishing. Yes. So again, getting back, getting a job, landing a job, how is this going to work? And this may be the time for you. You may have a hard time getting back into the job market. So this may be a good time to think about what is that business? You know, what did you always want to start to be your own boss? Maybe start laying that groundwork. Let's start thinking about doing some research uh, into that arena or uh, looking at this remote jobs arena and what's available. Mm -hmm. I did something recently because I'm taking this class. I tell all my guests on the show. Um, it's the science of well-being with Dr. Lori Santos at Yale. And I did a character strengths uh, assessment. So I think if people tap into what are their strengths, like my number one is curiosity mm -hmm. and the other ones are humor and creativity. So if you tap into what are you good at and you might've worked in this one area for so long, but you can take your strengths and put them in different areas right now. No kidding. It is so perfect. And that's the thing is so many of us haven't had time to sit quietly and do that, you know, inner peeling it back. What is it that I'm really good at? What are my hard skills? What are my soft skills? How do I redeploy that into a new area? You know, is it possible? Of course it is. A lot of the stuff that you've already developed and you have innately is transferable. I call it redeploying your skills, but often we don't even recognize them until we do something like you had the opportunity to do. And really, really, you know, drill down, ask people you know as well, colleagues, friends, family. Sometimes they'll tell us something about ourselves that we take for granted. We had sure, no sure. idea, you know? So yeah. I, it's, it's important to know what you're good at. And I love that you said curiosity because that is the number one, in my opinion, uh, ingredient to success in life and in your work life. I think so, because I know it's easy to fall into this negative mindset right now. It's scary. Depending on people's situations, it's very scary to be out of work. But if you switch it and say, what am I good at? What are my strengths? I'm going to get through this and look at it as a learning moment to grow. I mean, a lot of people are, as you said, happy at home. They're finding this balance. They're noticing nature. They're exercising more. They're they're really living their life that they were just flying by. Yeah, they're taking that pause. It's the great sigh and pause. And, yeah. and uh, we didn't expect it. We didn't ask for it. But my goodness, maybe there is a silver lining here. Maybe this is the time to recharge, rethink, refocus. Yeah. So. And it could so. be all for the best. Uh, there are some wonderful ways that people are going to be able to pivot 
to doing um, you know, work that, that really makes a difference in the world and in it, their own lives. And, and you have to take your time. You have to go slow. There's this great image that, that um, I'll, I'll be fair, that a good friend of mine uh, said to me not long ago, and, and I've decided to steal it from her, Marcy Albaher, uh, from Encore.org. And it was, you know, when you're making this kind of transition, think of it as if you're crossing a beautiful mountain stream. And, you know, it's not a deep stream, but there are these stones, and you're going to thoughtfully step stone to stone to get across to the other side. That's what we can do right now. We're just going to take one step, maybe do a little research, take another step, maybe sign up for a class like you're taking or, you know, a lecture series online right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, you'll get to the other side, but you've got to take it in steps. And when I profiled all of my second actors for what's next, that was one of the common, they all started very different kinds of ventures and moved off to new fields. But one of the common things was no rash moves. I like that. Yeah. And really, now's the time to dial into taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. Self-care is the buzzy word, mm -hmm. but that is so, so important when you're working from home. Yes. When you are, you know, have your setup at home and maybe initially or maybe still you are working off of the ironing board with your computer or <laughs> you had your kid, your kids are in one room working and your spouse is in the other or your partner. And, you know, it's a bit of mayhem. And it's hard to draw those boundaries between work and family and sometimes for goodness sakes, you know, the, the work intrudes on you're working longer than you should be, or, Definitely. and it's, you forget to eat, you forget yeah. to back away from the screen and go read a book, go yes. uh, take a walk um, with your dog. Like I like to do, <laughs> and, um, you know, but definitely, you know, we forget that self-care. And if you don't do that, you don't have the energy to be productive and to be right. successful at what you're doing. And it'll people will tell, if you have to get in a Zoom call for a conversation with a client or whomever, they'll tell you're looking kind of fried. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I read an article today about how for women it's even harder because women are like, for some reason, really judgy of ourselves on, on these Oh my Zoom gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, do I have my makeup on? Do I have a healer? <laughs> <laughs> and the men don't seem to care as much, but... It's Maybe that's, that's always been true in the workplaces. Probably. Well. Just magnified. <laughs> so um, we're going to touch on your book, but um, I have to get ready for it. So give me. Okay. Prep time. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about working in your pajamas. <laughs> oh, I love it. Setting the stage. And don't you look comfortable? Don't I? <laughs> that is so great. Um, yeah, you know, Great Pajama Jobs was, you know, it's kind of a fun title. And, and I have been working uh, from a home office for a long time now, at least 15 years. And I admit, I stay in my PJs a lot longer than one Why not? <laughs> but I do encourage people ultimately to get dressed if you are, you know, because it sets that mental... Mind. It kind of gets you focused on, okay, now I'm at work. And as we talked about earlier, that separation between work and um, family and work and home. And, right. and so, so it's really important to take your leisure time, read your, you know, whatever your emails, respond, do your, yes. you know, read everything up. And then when you're, when you're hitting the track, I say, you know, 
you don't have to do everything, but I try to, to try to pretend as if I might be, uh, and it's not just if I have a Zoom call. But right. I do, a I routine. Do. A routine yeah. of getting oh, ready, showering. Nailed it. Yeah. You mean I can't wear this all day? <laughs> I actually think you look great in it. But, they, but the point is what you just mentioned. The yeah. key to being a really terrific uh, home, work from home, remote worker is time management. Yes. And it's having a schedule. And as we mentioned before, setting those boundaries, but having a schedule and time management, these are keys that we, know, we intellectually, we know we need to do that, but let's go ahead and do it and, mm -hmm. and, and give yourself that opportunity to, to actually um, frame out your day. I like to do it the night ahead of time, what I need to do, but yeah, you have to have wiggle room in there. But if you, if you're organized and you are really good managing your time, you can get a lot done and you don't feel overwhelmed. Definitely. And I feel like also, if you don't have a lot going on, if you've lost your job or you're, you're pivoting to something else, plan, fill your day with conversations and networking, get on Zoom, talk to people face to face, don't just text and emojis, really connect, <laughs> right? It's the connection. And, and I, I recently uh, wrote a column for Market Watch on this topic of the informational interview. All right, blah, blah. It's buzzy, you know. But frankly, this is a great time to, like you said, reach out to your network. You know, it's one letter away from not working. Network, not work, network, not work. Call people, do those, reach out and have these little 20 minute chats. Mm -hmm. with somebody who maybe can give you some direction. This is if you're looking for work or you're thinking of doing a career transition, starting your own business, whatever it might be. These are great times to build these new relationships um, because you can do this uh, a virtual chat like this. You can do it on a, num a number of different platforms. And I find that people, you know, you, you get referred to somebody and you need, there's some skills to doing these. This is an old fashioned way of looking for work. You're not asking that person for a job. Right. You're asking their advice. You're asking them to tell you about what they do. And oh my gosh, who doesn't like to talk about what they right. do and right. how they got where they are. And we all love to help each other out and to give advice. And then you always say, who else should I talk to? And then you keep that ball rolling and you never know where those contacts may lead. The key here, really though, there's a lot, you know, you set it up, you take control of it, you don't waste anyone's time. You, but here's the, the secret ingredient is don't sit there and talk about yourself. It's not about you, it's about okay. them. So listen, 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 listen. And when I give presentations talking about this, this thing, I put up a picture of my dog, Zena, and how she looks up at me with those adoring eyes. And that's what, you don't have to look at the person with adoring eyes, but you need to listen and really absorb what they're saying, because I can't tell you how flattering that is to somebody, to know that you're hanging on what they're saying. And when that call is finished, that connection is finished for that moment, they walk away with a really good impression of you because Definitely. it's flattering. Yes. I know a lot of times um, I suggest people talk to your alumni. So for me, I went to Syracuse. I was talking to somebody that's a, a junior at Syracuse and he needs some mentoring. But you can just brainstorming with somebody, seeing what groups they belong to, what organizations, how they got their job. I mean, everything what you said and more, you know. Oh, I love that. Yes, perfect one is the, the alumni network, high school, college, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. These are people, we're 
inclined to really want to embrace our fellow alums. We have this, this loyalty. If someone says, and for me, sometimes it's where I grew up. If someone says they're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I'm like, oh, you're my buddy. You know, yeah. you just have this instant. No, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that it's, it's really uh, working those different things. I will say when we're talking about, um, I, I can't, get away from not mentioning LinkedIn because that's a great business way to connect. Look at sure your on LinkedIn. Who knows who, if there's a company you're interested in or a business that you're interested in learning more about, because you might want to start something in that field. Maybe you just want some reconnaissance in the back end on that. Look to see who you know, who knows somebody there, or you know somebody who works there. And that's just a great way to great get idea. in the door. LinkedIn also has, if you go on to LinkedIn Learning and type in remote work, they have a wonderful tutorial up right now to help people build these work from home skills, these remote working skills, everything from you know, your communications, the apps that you need to be comfortable with, things yeah. we mentioned earlier, time management apps, or various things that kind of help you uh, kind of glide your way through this new path for many people. That's a great resource. I've actually gotten a lot of guests on LinkedIn for outside the box. And I'm noticing they're doing a lot of conversations with people that are hiring. Yeah, and it's, it's really good. And link, uh, LinkedIn has a good recruiter uh, button that you can check if you want people to look for you. And in today's world, it's really, I love jo some job boards a whole lot. Like one of my favorites is flexjobs.com. That's all about remote working. Um, and, um, there's some really good ones out there, but I do think people get hired the old fashioned way. Employers hire people they know or people they know know. So it's your network. You need to look at those jobs, postings, those boards to see who's hiring, what is out there, what kinds of skills are they hiring for? Do I have the right certificates, the right experience, or do I need to go add one? And now there's some great learning opportunities right now, some wonderful free content for, for learning online right now. So use that as your research tool and in many ways. And then I'm um, sure you can apply directly that way. But I do think it's that connection that we make through LinkedIn and otherwise, and having a re recruiter come to you. It's somebody coming to you versus you blindly going to them that you're going to have a much better uh, track record there. Great advice. I know for some, it feels like a black hole submitting their resume to some places. So it's nice that you mentioned is flex job.